my name is Austin Robert, sometimes stylized as Roberts by our friend Mitchell. I'm Noah Bryan. Noah Bryan. Noah Bryan. Noah Bryan. No S. Neither of our names. I actually have an S in my full name. And you have an S in your name. Austin does have a name in it. I meant, have, the, have I meant, I meant the last. The MS. I don't have... Thoughts? I don't have MS. Thoughts? My Aunt, my Aunt Bonnie had MS. I, I have an Aunt Bonnie, too. I think she had MS. She died. She was cool, though. My Aunt Bonnie does not have MS. No. And it's not actually my aunt. My Aunt Bonnie, I found out uh, after she died, she was a prostitute, which is pretty cool. Just like me. Yeah. Um, hi. Welcome to Peaked. It's peaked. We peaked. It's peaked. I'm David Lynch, your host, and this is my um not so great co-host, Harry Truman. I'm Noah Bryan, the real host, with my we can talk about that after popcorn gallery shit stain. We can get into the semantics. Austin later. Roberts. All right, sweetheart, calm down. We watched episode eight of Twin Peaks. Well, actually, we're peaked. The Twin Peaks podcast, where we talk about Twin Peaks most of the time. And sometimes about other things most like of the time. Riverdale. Like Riverdale or wherever the hell we talk to talk about during an episode. I would like to pitch something to you. Do it. Can we do a three uh uh three hour long podcast about the open season movies? No. I'm very invested in them. Episode eight today today. We were naked. I'm half naked. I'm quarter naked. Yeah. Figure out figure out what though. quarter naked means. I'm not wearing underwear. Don't tell them. Let them figure it out. Well, I am wearing underwear, so it's a little prank. Well, exactly. Well, then now they won't even fucking know. Oh, sorry. And uh, Noah's wearing something. It's a G-string. Three of them. Three G-strings. Stacked on top of each other. Well, one of them is backwards, just to keep you guessing. And one of them sideways. Anyway, we watched episode eight of Twin Peaks, <laughs> um, also known as May the Giant Be With You. And this, is, this is the first episode of season two and the ninth episode overall. I hated it. Thoughts? I hated it. Why? Uh, it because the last episode was great, right? Came out strong. I surprised a lot of people by my complete one eighty. Because I for the, for the first seven episodes, I was like, it was either I like this kind of or I fucking hate this. And then episode eight, I was like, that shit slaps. That's the best thing I've ever seen. And then they immediately undid it all within ten minutes. Everything you wanted to hate this. Everything goes on. No, I really didn't. I've been really excited to watch it. Everything goes on for far too long. They don't address certain things yet, and that bothers me. I like things to be tied up in a nice little bow, and this show's not doing that. I'm assuming it's never going to do that. It does a little bit. Also, Cooper should have died. He was alone. No, he wasn't alone because the fucking bellhop came in and was like, Oh yeah, I'll call. I'll call. The this episode, episode was directed by David Lynch, mm-hmm. my boy, and written by David Lynch and Mark Frost. But Mark Frost was credited first. So let's. Well, my they both guy. wrote it, mm-hmm. and Mark Frost wrote the teleplay. Let's give my favorite guy Mark Frost credit he deserves. I love Mark Frost. This episode aired on the thirtieth of September, nineteen ninety. Woo! Yeah. Woo! I wasn't alive yet. Nope. Thirteen years out. 13 years is crazy. Um, this had 19.1 million views in the United States, which is up 400,000 people from the season one finale. And frankly, the season one finale set it up that it deserved those numbers. And I'm sure most of those people were disappointed. I have a big question to ask you. Shoot it. Vamp for me. 
Uh, okay, baby, what up? So I've been thinking a lot about Garfield because there's this Instagram page called Garfield Singles that I follow, and they post a lot of content that's oddly feed-oriented. And I've been thinking that maybe Garfield has a foot fetish because often the posts will be, because they're just single panels you, from you do the, mean You do mean the author of Garfield, Jim Davis, right? No, I mean the cat. Jim Davies has a foot fetish if he's drawing it so much. Yeah, he does, but I think the cat also, like in the canon, the cat has a foot fetish. Where is it? Where is it? Yes, single panels of Garfield. And they're all, he's either sucking on some toes or he's waking up between John's feet or he's sitting on John's feet, which, you know, might be normal cat behavior. I don't know. I don't have cats anymore. I killed them. But it also might be a foot fetish. Thoughts? Hi, uh, I have the uh, log lady. Can you my vamp? No, I have the log lady thing for this episode. <clears throat> you ready? Good timing. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? Shoot me. Shoot me, baby. Are you ready? Shoot me up like Cooper. Are you ready for this? Shoot, sweetheart. You're sitting at the edge of your seat? I'm at the edge of my suite, baby. Okay. Hello again. Can you see through a wall? Can you see through human skin? X-rays see through solid, or so-called solid objects. There are things in life that exist, yet our eyes cannot see them. Have you ever seen something startling that others cannot see? Why are some things kept from our vision? Is life a puzzle? I am filled with questions. Sometimes my questions are answered. In my heart, I can tell the answer is correct. Austin's mocking me. I, that's not in the script for this. I am my own judge. In a dream, are all the characters really you? Different aspects of you? Do answers come in dreams? One more thing. I grew up in the woods. I understand many things because of the woods. Trees standing together, growing alongside one another, providing so much. I chew pitch gum. On the outside let's say, of the Pandarosa pine, sometimes pitch oozes out, oozes out. Runny pitch is no good to chew. Hard, brittle pitch is no good. But in between these exists a firm, slightly crusted pitch with such a flavor. This is the pitch I chew. Thoughts. The log lady was in one scene in this episode and didn't really do anything. But She's chewing. But she's chewing. She wasn't chewing in that scene. She was eating, but she wasn't chewing. Yes, she was. She was vacuuming. What? So she ate. She was chewing pitch. No, she was vacuuming. You're just making things up. Maybe. I love <sighs> We start at the Great Northern. Mm-hmm. Coop is on the floor. He's dying. He's bleeding out. Great big spot of blood. Yep. Only one of the bullets actually gave him a wound because he was wearing his bulletproof vest. You're cutting ahead. <clears throat> sorry. You better be sorry, my little boy. Sorry, master. Sorry, master. Sorry. Don't. Don't hurt me. Please. You promise it won't happen again? I, I promise, daddy. Please. Please. You made it weird by saying daddy. Put the bell away. Please. You made it even weirder. Yeah. That's what I do. Room service shows up. Yep. It's an old man. Weird old man. Thoughts on the old I man. I hated him. Why do you hate the old man? He was so weird and unconcerned by the man bleeding out on the floor of the hotel he worked at. Okay. You're a weird guy, right? Very. What's I'm your problem sorry. with weird things? I don't have a problem with weird things. I have a problem with letting people bleed out when you tell them their milk is going to get cold. My favorite character, the waiter. Wait, just because I'm a weird dude doesn't mean I don't have morals. I have very strong morals. About it's just when you, when you say you hate, a lot of the times when you're like, I hate this, it's weird. But right. you're weird. I'm so what's the... Weird. Usually I'm kidding. What's the damage? The damage with this one specifically? Is that what you're asking? Sure. I I have strong morals about letting men bleed out on the floor of the place I work. If someone came into the restaurant I work in and then got shot, I wouldn't just go, 
Your food's going to get cold. You should probably eat that. The room service guy shows up. He's ancient, beyond old. He shows up. He's 34. He's at least 32. He shows up. He shuffles over. On the phone, also Andy's still there, going Cooper, Cooper? Agent Cooper. It's me. I thought it was. I thought it was a hawk. No, it's Andy. Oh, I hate Andy. Why? He's normal. <laughs> no, he's dumb. Um, just like you, for real, for just real. Just like me, for real. There are gaps in my knowledge. Okay, I'm very smart. There are just gaps. He shows up, room service, and he's like, "I have your milk." And Coop just like points. He's like, "Put it over there. Can you call me a doctor?" And the room service guy says yes. And he turns around and he just hangs up the phone. Takes him a lot of effort. He's really working through it. He hangs it up and then he turns around and he says, I hung up. And then they have a fun little conversation. Cooper and the room service guy. It ends eventually with the guy saying, the milk will get cool on you. And then he walks out. Before he walks out, he stops and turns around and gets, and says, I've heard about you. And then he that walks away. Eerie. Yeah. Does he come back? I'm not telling you. He comes back. It all comes back, baby. It's Twin Peaks. It all comes back in Twin Peaks in season three, which premieres like 30 years later. 25. 27 years later. 25. 34 years. I'm going later. to strangle you. Please don't, Homer Simpson. Um, And then he walks out. And then the room service guy walks back in and says, I've heard about you. He says it again. I've heard about you. And he smiles. And he also winks a lot. And it makes me very uncomfortable. And then him and Coop do a thumbs up to each other. Yeah. And then he leaves. Coop's like, call the ambulance. And you know who shows up after the waiter leaves? The giant. Thoughts on the giant. I Initial love thoughts. Him. I know. The, my only thoughts, I love him. I love that he takes Cooper's ring as like a token of good faith. And he's like, there are three clues you need to follow, which are? Yeah, he shows up and he's like, I have three clues for you. Yeah, you did. You oh. did a great transition, buddy. Did I ruin it by asking? No. Oh, fuck yeah. Go don't, don't clap. That's bad for the mic. Sorry. Don't whisper either. Also bad for the audience. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, please continue. That's actually probably the best you've ever been picked up on this show. Yes, I'm uh, getting very good at mic etiquette. I'm very good at mic etiquette. I'm actually kind of a pro in the podcast game. I have. Uh... The Giant says there's three <laughs> things... That he needs to tell Cooper. Cooper also asks who the giant is, and the giant just says a friend. Um, just like me, for real, for yeah. real. Uh, the three things that Cooper needs to know. Oh, well, before we get to the three things, Cooper also asks, where do you come from? And the where giant says, where are you going, Joe? And the giant says, perhaps the more important question is, where have you gone? Thoughts? Um, I thought it was interesting, because where has he gone? Uh, Seemingly everywhere. There's three clues. There is a man in a smiling bag. Yes. The owls aren't what they seem. You want to know my guess for that? They're robots. And then without chemicals, he points. Yes. I like I'll ask you about... One. Well, yeah, what are your thoughts on these? Okay. First one... Because we know about the smiling bag. It applies to the body bag, right? Yeah. Which is just dripping. What does that actually mean, though? I couldn't tell you. Okay. Does it come up later? I don't remember. All right, cool. Second one, I fucking dig that. I want the owls to be robot robots so bad. Just little cyborg owls with laser eyes or something. Sick as hell. Third one, don't get it. Without chemicals, he points. Okay, what the fuck does that mean? Who do you think he is? No idea. Okay. 
Interesting. Interesting thought what process. What's the thing with chemicals? I don't know. Leland has dyed hair. Well, allegedly. It's not dyed. He woke up and it, right, but that it changed overnight. Any, any sense. It makes no sense at all. And where does he point to? He points to the murderer. That's what you're thinking. Okay. And it's Ronette the whole time. She was the killer. <gasps> um, she put herself in a coma. <gasps> the giant takes Cooper's ring. Yeah, as a token of good faith. As a pittance of time. Well, because then he's like, all everything I said will be true. And, and then I'll come back. That it is true. Once you find that it is true, you can have this shiny little ring back. Yep. A, a word ring that he word. definitely wasn't wearing earlier. No, not even. A ring that I don't think has ever been mentioned. No. Oh, and then the giant comes back just to quickly say, Leo is locked in a hungry horse. And there's a clue at his house. Mm-hmm. And the clue is, we'll get to it. Yep. And the hungry horse thing. How do you feel about that? The hungry horse, don't get it. Because it does come up in the episode. Okay, I blanked. Uh, hungry Horse, what does it apply to again? We'll get there, I guess. Okay. This thing about me is uh, I have a short attention span. So I'm either paying very close attention or paying no attention. You can never tell the difference. Uh, the giant then disappears. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Audrey. Oh, baby. She's in One-Eyed Jacks. She's in One-Eyed Jacks. So right where we left her, Ben Don't Horn. like anything about this. Ben place. Horn's coming up. He's getting ready. He's getting, he's getting ready. He opens it up. Audrey, can we talk about the cigar thing real quick before we cigar thing? The cigar. Oh, the cigar. Yeah. I have a theory that they did that on purpose to represent a boner. Maybe. Uh, for those who aren't aware, uh, in one shot, Ben's smoking a cigar as he's trying to, you know, get at his daughter. Um, the next shot, it's a foot long. It's way longer. Way for longer. No reason. And not lit anymore. Bad shot continuity. Yeah. Perhaps on purpose. We don't Perhaps. know. Perhaps it was a boner joke. We don't know what David Lynch is thinking. Truly, we don't. He's a genius, maybe. Or he's just crazy. I don't know. He's a genius. I can't tell. He's a genius. Mm, maybe. Maybe not. Then we... Is yeah. consider that David Lynch is just a guy doing things? I'm pretty sure that's all he does. He's just a guy doing things. Just a little guy. Doing things. Just, just like me. Just a guy. I'm just a guy, question mark, doing things. Question mark. Question mark. Um. Anyway, uh, Audrey's hiding. Then we get to Jerry. He's in Blackie's office. Mm-hmm. He's talking to Blackie. They're having some sort of weird conversation. And then he gives Blackie Coke. <gasps> or heroin. I think, right? It was heroin. It was heroin because she like pulls a little, out a band to put around her Yeah, arm. it was a little bag. And you can inject cocaine as far as I know, but uh, I would assume it was heroin. Right. And she hates him. And then we cut back, and this is when we see Ben's cigar is way bigger. Um, way bigger good he, for him honestly not thick though not thick extreme pencil dick energy just like me for real for real and then Ben opens up the bed curtain things like it's one of those like princess beds I think is what they're mm-hmm. called with like with the, the curtains. curtains and it's so pretty and yeah. I want to live in one he opens it up and Audrey has a mask over her face now a kitty mask and that Gets Ben going. Yeah, makes his cigar even bigger. I'm he's sure he's a big furry. Um, and then he's like, he also makes a lot of comments because he doesn't know that it's her, but he confirms that he is sexually attracted to this woman who is his daughter. And I hate every second of it. Technically, makes sense, I guess. Half his wife's genetics. Yeah, yeah. Presumably attracted to his wife. Presume. Well, you know, he's cheating on her, so maybe not. Well, you can still be attracted to people you're cheating on. That's true. That's true. Anyway. <laughs> I guess, yeah. 
That makes sense. Jerry knocks on the door and he's like, we got a situation, Ben. And Ben's like, so do I. I think that means boner. That means huge. And then Jerry's like, we've got an S-N-A-G, which Which spells out snag. Okay. I was going to reveal it. Spells out snag. Snag. He did such a great job there. And then Ben's like, fine. Next time we'll play a game that I make the rules and you're for. I like it, you little rat bastard. Everybody's gonna win. Which means that he's gonna. Uh-huh. Win. Do you think Ben Horn gives good head? This segment's for my dad, who listens now. I think Audrey gives immaculate head. Well, obviously, but do you think Ben Horn gives good head? Is good head genetic? No. I think. He would be great at if he great at it if he did it, but right. he doesn't do it. Oh, you think he's one of those? Those are the worst men on the planet. They should be ostracized. Or maybe he'd love doing it. Actually, I don't know. I love doing it. He's a hard man to read. Yeah, it's my favorite thing in the world. Um, Audrey wears a mask. Where am I? Uh, that really distracted me. Ben leaves the room. Is the important bit. Audrey's safe for now, or safe from getting fucked by her dad right. for now. Um, do you think he would have gone through just a moral question do you think he would have gone through with it if he found out it was Audrey yeah and then killed her no no I don't think he would have done how do you think he would have handled that situation I imagine poorly well there's no great way to handle that situation I'm sorry you had to find out I run a prostitution ring what the fuck are you doing here also I'm sorry I kind of was trying to fuck you there didn't realize you were my daughter um, anyway, go home to your mother and don't ever speak about this. Well, because everyone loses no matter what, yeah. right? Audrey already lost. Ben thinks he's winning, but he is not in any regard. Does he know? Does he know that he's actually the worst? Then we cut to Coop. He's back, you know, back where we left him <laughs> on the back. floor. Back, back again. Back. Coop is back. Tell, Tell your friend. Uh, Coop's talking to Diane. Uh, to the coop floor to the coop floor to the coop floor now everyone report to the coop floor okay stop pajama time come here little kitty on my lap guess who's back with a brand new coop and i don't mean coop as in a child molestation no worries papa's got a brand new bag of coops what else could i possibly do but ignore noise i had to touch on everything but little boys and that's not a stab at michael that's just like i'm just like oh it's just little, i get a little bit crazy sometimes i get a little bit out of control with my raps Good God, now give it a little spin. Do, 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 do. I don't know the rest. Okay. Um, huh. How was that? Bad for me. Um, fantastic for the audience, I'm sure. Coop's talking to Diane. Uh, he essentially reveals the fact that he was wearing a bulletproof vest. So he was fine. He was except good. the he was trying to get rid of a wood tick. And so he had it pulled up slightly, just like the... Just enough to get shot once. Yeah. Um, Rip to him, I guess. Um, And then he looks at his hand and realizes his ring is actually gone. (gasps) The giant took it. The giant's real. Did you ever think the giant wasn't real? I thought the ring wasn't real. I think Coop's a psychic or a psycho. I'm a psychic psycho. We decided that we both don't believe the ring was there before, correct? No, it's... Well... We didn't notice a ring before. As in in season one. Yes. Yeah. So... I think Coop is just crazy. Mm. But he's also a genius. Yeah. Crazy equals genius? I don't know. But maybe in this scenario. Scenario. Um, Coop's talking to Diane. Yada, yada. 
Harry and the boys arrive. Harry and the boys. Then we do a sick transition to Coop in the hospital. Yep, my boy Coop in the hospital. It was, the, I pointed it out, is my favorite transition I've ever seen. Big win for me. Big win for you. It's got a notification. That's a huge win. Huge day. Big day for me. Big day in life. Austin's checking his phone now. Like a bad small boy. Small day for me. I saw that. Small day for Looks me. Looks like a big day. Could be a big day. Could be a big day. Could be a big day, boys. Oh, my brother's going to go camping with me, which I already knew. So big win. Big win. You love camping. Um, this episode comes out after our break. Mm-hmm. I forget if we bring up the break in the episode that comes out Today. before the break. Tomorrow. So I'll have to record a thing, I think, right. just in case. You could just put my wrap up. No. You could, though. You could. It was pretty baller. Christmas present? A little Christmas present wrap? Anyway. Um. Also, I'm going on a plane for the first time, so this might be the last episode. I could die. We don't know. It's really up in the air right now. You know, I could probably be fine because planes are very safe, but I could die. And I've never been on one before. You'll enjoy it, I think. Planes are very fun. But I've heard of a lot of people dying on planes. And I've watched the pilot for the show Letter Jacket. No, Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jackets. And that scared me. You'll be fine. Planes are great. Mm. They are. Trust me, dude. Um, Then, where are we? Uh, Coop in the hospital. Uh, The bullet killed the wood tick as well i'm not sure if you noticed that i did notice that which is impressive i noticed because they pointed it out it's on the bullet and very say, fun they say impressive way to kill a tick very fun type of thing to do yeah i liked it uh we get an update on essentially everything doesn't get lyme disease lucy updates scoop about everything essentially which is jacques renault strangled uh leo johnson in a coma after getting shot. Nadine, coma. Shelly Johnson and Pete, smoke inhalation. Shout out Pete, legend. Josie Packard and Catherine Mattel, both missing. We don't know. We don't know. Catherine's good because I actually like her a lot. She might be my actual, my new favorite after the last episode. Because what she did with Shelly, that shit was badass. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And then... We cut to Shelly crying in the hospital. Then we cut back again to Coop. Uh, he's walking because he doesn't care if he got shot. He's going to do the work, god damn it. Yeah, which he's is He's a goddamn hero. It's scary, but it's impressive. He's my hero. Kind of proves my theory that he's crazy. You may be right. I may be wrong. Different song, but okay, fine. I don't know the song you were singing. You May Be Right by Billy Joel. Well... I do love Billy Joel. Apparently not. Okay, fine. Up, down, girl. She's been living in the... This is an hour and a half long episode, so this is going to be a longer ep. We've got a lot to go through. Okay, we have to reference Joel every 23 minutes. No. Um, Then we... Coop's walking through. He sees Jacques inside a body bag, and he's like, Is that body bag smiling? Oh my god. What? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Anyway, then we... Jacques was in the body bag? Yeah, that was his body bag. The one that was hanging up? Well, we see it hanging up empty later. Oh. But initially, okay. he's in there because he died the night before. Right, because he got murdered by Leland. <gasps> Big reveal. Nobody saw Then, uh, what am I talking about? Renette Palowski has a flashback in her sleep. Good for her. I love Renette. 
Then we cut to the Palmer household. This is a scene. I like this scene. I like a lot. I know you hate this episode. I like this episode. You know, there's a lot of stuff in here I like. A lot of stuff that I like because it's camp, but um, is it good? No, but I, I enjoyed parts of it. Things can be camp and good. Things can be camp and good. This was not. Katy Perry concert? concerts, camp and good. You're just wrong. This, not good. You're just wrong. Um, Sarah and Maddie are talking, and Maddie says that she had a dream about the rug. Mm-hmm. And Sarah thinks that's weird. And then we hear Leland from behind the divide in their room. Oh, marezy dotes and dozy dotes and little lambsy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? And if the words sound queer and funny to your ear, a little bit jumbled and jivey, sing mares eat oats and does eat oats and little lambsy divey. Okay. The song is growing on me. Catchy tune. I think I like your version more. It's a fun song. It's a song that's not from this show. Also, so, um, question for you. Yeah. My birthday. May twelfth, two thousand three. It's about seven months away. Yep. Just just under seven months away. Yep. When my when we have my inevitable birthday fun, whatever we your do. bar mitzvah, yeah. My bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. My bar mitzvah. Uh, will you sing that song to me? Dude, I'll sing this song every day. Okay, fantastic. Over candlelight? Oh, marezy dotes and dozy dotes and little lambsy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? I'm not going to do the rest. I already just did it. But anyway, point being, it's a banger. The important thing in the scene, though, is that Leland's hair is completely white now. Yes. And that's kind of wacky. And it looks kind of good, but kind of not. It's much like how in uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part four, Diamond is Unbreakable, the main villain, Yoshikage Kira, uh, has his hair turn white randomly. And it's probably because that show came out, or well, the manga was written after Twin Peaks. And that part in particular is full of Twin Peaks references, including one of the characters being named Angelo after uh, Angelo Battlementi, the composer of this show, who just at the recording of this episode passed away like a week ago, maybe. Rest in peace. He's fantastic. Listen to his stuff. He's great. Does Twin Peaks have a big presence in Japan? Huge in Japan. I didn't know that. That's actually interesting. If you look at some Japanese things, you can see some Twin Peaks. Tell me some more fun facts here. That's all I've got for you. I think it got especially big once Fire Walk With Me came out. Oh, okay. Because I know... David Bowie. I know Fire Walk... Sure. The David Bowie-Japan connection. How right. could I forget? Um, <laughs> if I recall... Because uh, when Fire Walk With Me came out, it didn't do well anywhere. Mm-hmm. Except for Japan, where it was huge. <sighs> now that I'm thinking about it, and I don't yeah. know why... It makes sense. It will make sense. It'll all make sense. It's not popular in Tibet? No. Weird. Um, and then... The Dalai Lama gets a lot of praise, so I think that he would... He, the people of Tibet would love this. Perhaps. Um, Leland's hair is white. Sarah runs after Leland after Leland leaves because she's worried about him, reasonably. I'm worried about him. And Leland's happy now. He's living life. He's... Ballin. He celebrated. He said, "Fuck it, we ball." He said, "Fuck it, my daughter's dead. I killed a guy. We ball, we ball." Which is kind of how I'm doing right That's now. That's how vigilante justice works, I guess. You know, my daughter died, and then I killed a person recently, and now I'm ballin. Would you agree? We ball. I would agree. Yeah. Um, Maddie cries because she has a vision of the blood. rug, of blood, blood. staining the carpet. Oh. Thoughts. 
so much blood, and Maddie's screaming for some reason. Oh, when you if you saw blood on a carpet family, suddenly appear? This whole family is going nuts. They all have weird visions. Whoa. I think going nuts is a little wrong. They've always been nuts. Do you know what I think? What? There's something in the water in Twin Peaks. Yeah, probably. It's like Flint, Michigan, but psychic. Well, as you know, everybody here a little wacky. Everyone here a little goofy. Nobody goes to school. The yeah. one time they were in school, that guy did the little weird shot, dance. Which, I missed that. I kind of wish they were in school more. Do you miss that guy? I missed the show when I didn't, I didn't have any expectations. Because uh, now you like it, now so I now you have like expectations. It. But about every it. time something that happens that I'm like, why did they do it like that? I like it a little less. You got to do it like Coop and just take it as it comes, dude. That is, I want to live my life like Coop. Don't we all? I live my life like Harry Truman, my favorite. Uh, General I'm confusion? General confusion, kind of a stick in the mud while at the same time being completely unhinged. And, you know, when people piss me off, my first instinct is to punch them. But I really do. Mm. Uh, Where are we? Yeah, so then after that, Ben is talking to Jerry about the things they got to do. They got to find out where Catherine is because she's missing. They got to figure out why the hell Leo got shot or what the deal with that is. And they got to talk to Hank is the big thing. Hank Jennings, Mm -hmm. Norma's husband. Uh, And then Leland shows up. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the show. There is a YouTube video on YouTube called, I believe it's uh, the typical or the most normal Twin Peaks scene. And it is this scene where Jerry and Ben are talking and then Leland walks in and starts singing, Oh, mares he dotes and does he dotes and little lambs he divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? And if the words sound queer and funny to your ear, a little bit jumbled and jivey, sing mares eat oats and does eat oats and little lambs eat ivy. He sings that, and as he's singing that, Ben and Jerry at first look confused, but then get ben really into it. Were they named after the ice cream? I don't know. It's kind of great. You yeah, used to get, hate that. They get a little character growth. Into it. They character get really into it. Jerry does change. the worm. Jerry does a weird version of the worm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ben's dancing on his the desk. Thing about me is I've changed a lot since we started this show, so now I like it a little more. That's good. I lost my brain a little bit. I remember when I remember when when I lost my mind. There's a little up. I don't know the word. Okay, stop fooling around, buddy. We're serious here. Hey, stop goofing. Hey, been trying to meet you. In 15 minutes, I'm going to reference Billy Joel. You'll try. No, I will. You'll try. Uptown girl. <laughs> That's not 15 minutes. She's been living with Okay, we're trying to do a show here. I'm sorry. You better be. Then Leland does that anyway. And then we cut back. That's literally just where the scene ends. Because then we cut away to Leo. Mm-hmm. And Cooper's there. The whole cops are there. Cooper figures out most of what happened not all of it he knows that leo was trying to kill someone he doesn't know who we know it's bobby but he doesn't know who it was and he knows that somebody shot him through the window that's all he knows then andy's outside investigating grass i guess the tall grass um when a car pulls up and he's like harry because who gets out of the car but albert rosenfield remember him who is my favorite yeah i think um I'm a weird mix between Truman and him. Interesting. And then he gets up and he's like, Harry, look. And Harry and Coop walk outside just as Andy runs over. And well, right before that, actually, 
Hawk finds Leo's duster and it smells like gasoline, therefore connecting Leo to the mill burning down thing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they walk outside. Andy's running. He steps on a deck, I guess, is what that is. Right. I don't know what that is. It's a deck. And the board goes up. it's a cocaine deck. Yeah. The board goes up as Andy steps on it, and it smacks Andy in the face, causing him to bleed. Did your family not causing have a him cocaine to ble- deck? I didn't have a cocaine deck oh, as a kid, uh, causing him to bleed profusely from the nose. Um, and he just kind of stumbles around like a crab for a little while. I hated it. It goes on for fucking way too long. Oh, you're not and ready. And then when I thought it was over, they cut back to it and do it for another like 10 seconds. I hate Andy with a passion, not because he's weird, but because he's dumb and annoying. And if you, if he's you, th- also a bad father. He hasn't been a father yet. The baby's not born yet, but I don't like the way he treats her. If you think that scene goes on for too long, you're not ready for some things. No, I'm. You're not, not ready for the broom. The opening scene went on for way too long. You are not ready for the broom, my lad. What is the broom? You're not ready for the broom. Can you give me a little spoiler? No. Can you give me a little something? I shouldn't honestly. For your full reaction, I probably even even shouldn't have referred to it as the broom. The broom. Did someone get a broom shoved where the sun don't shine? That's uh, 13 Reasons Why, actually, where that happens. I haven't seen that show. I haven't either, but I know that happens. Scary. Yeah, 13 Reasons Why. Uh, bad show. Isn't that a book, too? Yeah. Is it a good book? I think the book did fine, or is fine. And then the they made the season bad. based off the show, or uh, they made a season of a show based off the book. And, and then four more, right? they made like four more seasons not connected to the books at all because the book was only one book and they covered the whole book already. Yeah. So they kind of go off the rails. You know, I've listened to the soundtrack for that show, but never watched the show. Interesting. Elaborate. Well, the soundtrack has like Phoebe Bridgers, Lord Huron, Billie Eilish. Selena Love Lord Huron. Love Lord Huron. Uh, so it's great. Okay. Um, then... And 13 Reasons Why has a co- has a, not not a cover because it is Lord Huron still, but it's a version of the song The Night We Met by Lord Huron with Phoebe Bridgers, and it goes hard. Just like me, for real, for real. Anyway, Albert's back. Uh, they realize that the board that Andy stepped on that went up revealed Leo's new pair of boots. If you recall, back in like episode two of season one, he said to Mike and Bopper he needed a new pair of boots. Yes. Um, looked like he got them. And a shit ton of cocaine. Now he's in a coma. Yeah. Does he deserve it? I'm not at liberty to say, but I believe so. Uh, Then we do a hard cut to some guy at the double R saying, Hot damn, this pie is good. Hated that. I like when I'm able to make you giggle. You've never made me giggle. I made you giggle two seconds ago. No, I didn't giggle. It's not a giggle. What's the word? A chortle. I don't chortle. You chortled. And it's actually actually pronounced uh, shortly. You ever seen New Girl? Yes. You know Schmidt? No. Okay, you have the same energy as Schmidt from New Girl. I've seen two episodes of New Girl on a date. I great. went on a date. Oh, yes, I did. And she made me watch New Girl. And then... New Girl's fantastic. Uh, the date ended poorly, but then I just hung around. She was cool with that. She invited me to like hang around for a bit. And then I met her friend, and her friend was really cool. Yeah. Anyway, you remind me of Schmidt from New I think that's an insult. It's not. I love Schmidt from New Hey, he marries the one of the main characters who's also a model. Does he marry Zoe Deschanel? No, he marries and it's It's not fucking worth it. If it's not Zoe Deschanel, what is this all for? Well, Zoe Deschanel marries Nick Miller, who's played by Spider-Man. 
Andrew Garfield? Jake Johnson. Spider-Man from Into the Spider-Verse. Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right. Let's let's calm down there. Let's get back to the point. Hot damn, this pie is good. Wow, we really just went off on a little rampage there. Hot damn, this pie is good. Hot damn. Marzy dotes and dozy dotes and little lambsy divey. A kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, and that leads to the double R. We're hot damn, this pie is good. Donna talks to Maddie. She takes Laura's sunglasses from Maddie and puts them on. And then Laura's, Maddie's like, you see these glasses? Gesturing to the glasses that Maddie's been wearing this whole time. She's like, I hate these glasses. And breaks she them in, breaks half. in half. Can she see from here on out? I don't know. I hope not. Unknown. Maddie looks like... Um... Fuck. Maddie, is it just me? This is Seinfeld. Is it just me, or does Maddie look a lot like Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks? That's crazy. Are you sure? And you're thinking of Elaine from yes, Seinfeld. I'm thinking of Elaine. Thank you. Follow Sign Peaks on Instagram. They combine Seinfeld and Twin Peaks. Very good content. Mm-hmm. Uh, friend of the show. You know who it is. Maybe. Friend of the show. Maybe. Uh, s- sent me a Twin Peaks Seinfeld meme a while ago, and it was before I watched the show, and I just responded. I don't get this. And then I didn't see him for a week. That's the whole story. Was that me? No, that was Mitch. Mitchell. Oh, um, one of my favorite people. My favorite. One of my favorites. Um, you don't want to simplify it. I have a yeah. lot of favorite people. You, literally every new person you say is your new favorite person. Uh, it's like pretty close. Uh, Donna is smoking now. Anyway, they agreed to just not talk about the whole Jacoby thing to anyone. Or the smoking thing. It only gets brought up by my main man, Frank. Frankenstein. Um, and then Norma randomly walks up and she's like, I have this note for you, Donna, that somebody left for you. She gives Donna the note. The Donna, the Donna, the, Donna. the one and only Donna, opens it up and she, it says, it tells her to look into the Meals on Wheels program. Mm-hmm. You remember what the Meals on Wheels program? Isn't it something between Leo and no. Shelly? The no. Meals on Wheels program is something that Laura no. Is something that Laura participated in mm-hmm. that was like delivering meals to old people. Oh, right, yes, yes. It was one of those I'm things where it's Laura. like, yeah. It's one of those things where it was like to show how like good Laura Palmer is, despite all her faults. And there were a lot of faults. God are there. And I then hate Laura Palmer. Perhaps implying that the log lady is the one who sent the note. I'm not sure. Log lady's watching from a booth, chewing some pitch. She spits out the much. pitch and then shoves it on the wall. Yeah. Then we cut to Albert. He's checking over Coop, making sure Coop's okay. Because he did get sh- shot three times. Uh, I almost said shotted. Mm-hmm. And uh, Al- in this scene says, what does he say again? I don't There's remember. Great line. Something about Albert's demeanor. Right. Uh, he essentially tells, because they're arguing, because Albert's mean to everybody in Twin Peaks. And, and Cooper it. is like, unless you want two black eyes, you gotta. Uh, Work on this negative. Video. Something, something, rustic way of life, I think. Yeah, you gotta enjoy the country life. Yeah, essentially. Uh, Andy walks in, Albert's mean to him. Right. Uh, but Andy essentially tells Cooper that Leo was locked in a was locked up in jail in a Montana jail cell. Not just anywhere in Montana, in Hungry Horse, Montana. Mm -hmm. And if you recall the Giant's Clue, Mm -hmm. which was Leo locked in a Hungry Horse. Right, which is a place in Montana that Leo was locked in. Yes. On February 9th, 
We didn't cover everything except for the owls in this episode. No. Because we also don't know about the chemical. Oh, yes. The man without chemicals who points. Um, February 9th, 1988 is when Leo was locked up in Hungry Horse, Montana, which means he has an alibi for the night of Teresa Banks' murder. Mm. Teresa, of course, being the woman who was murdered in a... In the exact same way as Laura Palmer one whole year before. Being in jail has to be the tightest alibi. Yeah. Because, like, you already committed a crime. You can't be guilty of that one, too. Exactly. As we all know, once you get caught for committing one crime, you're innocent for every other crime after that. And every crime before that. If you get arrested for pickpocketing, all the murder charges dropped. Exactly. That's how that works. Um, Try it. Try it at home, kids. Don't. This is sponsored by David Lynch. He approves of this message. Don't think we're legally allowed to say that. This is not sponsored by David Lynch. He doesn't know we exist. And Father David... What if he does? I don't want to think about that. Father David, I'm sorry I said your show was bad, and I'm sorry I lied about you sponsoring us. Please forgive us and give us another weather report. Yes, please. Um, Where are we? Uh, It's Tuesday. The one-armed man, I forget his name. It's a reference to the fugitive, whatever his name is. I'm actually going to check vamp for me. Okay, you ready? I'm going to vamp real quick. Let's see. What can I vamp about? What can I vamp about? I don't know the words. One time, when I used to be a little sailor boy, I was up uh, fixing the sails because there's something wrong with them. And then the yard, if you know what that is, it's the thing that holds the sails dropped and i thought i was gonna die and then i hung in the air suspended by a harness for about 30 minutes uh and then my body almost got crushed by the mass in the yard that's the scariest thing that's ever happened to me but i love boats um okay another thing is in the eighth grade i went on my first date to see a looning tunes i'm gonna finish this one i got it i got it philip gerard yes philip gerard that's what I'm with my story. He uh, he shows up, and he tells Lucy that he's here to sell Harry some shoes. Yes. As we remember, he's a shoe salesman. <clears throat> yes. Uh, Harry is listening to Jacoby's tape with James. James is covering everybody else's ass, saying that he I was the one who found the tape. James, weirdly attractive in this episode. We are hot for Frank. Something about the black shirt. Black shirts with jeans. <sighs> Thank you. Love the most basic fit known to man. Love it. No, genuinely. Nothing gets me hornier. Nothing gets me hornier than the most basic fit ever put together. Noted. I don't care. You don't need to like me. No one. I do like you, baby. Don't worry. No one knows what he's wearing tomorrow. Want to get married? Yeah. I already said that. I'm not marrying you. I'm sorry. I know. I can't. I just can't. Breaking my heart. That's okay. I don't want to get married yet. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Lisa, I refuse to get married until I'm at least 30. Call me then. Call me maybe. Call me, call I me just met Boulder. you. Boulder, Colorado. Meet me there. Um. Anyway, then James tells a story about when he was first, him and Laura first started dating, or like seeing each other, rather. They don't say dating, they're seeing each other. On one of their first hangouts, Laura recited a weird poem which i believe to be the fire walk with me poem mm-hmm. if you remember that poem <sighs> you want to play with fire little well boy. that's not part of the poem but you remember the poem i remember the poem not the lines but i presume you know the poem yeah i know of the poem yeah i've heard of it and then she apparently asked james would you like to play with fire little boy would you like to play with bob 
Would you like to play with That's me? not how she... You don't hear how yeah. she says it. Yes, you do. She says, no, you don't. Don't me, lie to people go. about the let episode. No, don't lie to people about the episode. This is a recap and discussion podcast. We cannot falsely <laughs> recap okay, the discussion. Okay, this didn't happen in the show. Now can I do it? This is your artistic interpretation. I want you to say that. line again? Line. If you don't remember it, you don't deserve to say it. Do you want to play with fire, little boy? Do you want to play with Bob? Yes, and we, of course, know Bob to be... The one-armed man. No. The s- no? The one-armed man is Mike. No. Remember? Oh, Bob's the guy from the Visions. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Them There's the one-armed... Okay. There's the one-armed man, Philip Gerard. You remember him? Yeah. In Coop's Dream from Season 1, Episode 3... Called Coop's Dreams. Yes. There's the man who's played by the same guy who plays Philip Gerard yep. and also one-armed named Mike. And he talks about a guy named Bob, who's the guy His with the weird friend. silver hair mm-hmm. who's in all the other visions. Yes. Anyway, so that's interesting. Um, Then, where am oh, I? Oh, hold on. Can I see the mic? Uptown girl. She's been living her Okay, you ready? We didn't start the fire. Oh, sorry. We didn't start the fire. It's always burning since the world's been turning. I love Billy Joel. Continue. Can't help it, man. I'm just a weak little baby. No, you're not. Just a weak little guy who doesn't know Billy Joel. Yeah, you admit it. You like shit bastard. I love you. Rat fuck. How fucking? How fucking? How fucking dare you? He's drinking coke. Don't know why that made him laugh. Um. Anyway, where are we? Uh, would you like to play with Bob? Thoughts? I'd love to play with Bob. Oh, interesting. Uh, wait, and then wait. Does Bob do something horrible? Do you not remember how this episode ends? Oh, never mind. I don't want to play with Bob at all. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Anyway. I take it all back. I want to play with Bopper. And then he tells Coop. Uh, Coop pops in and he's like James I know you have the other half of the necklace he gives the other half of the necklace to Coop and says he got it from Jacoby he leaves Coop and Harry are like we gotta talk to Jacoby because why does he have the other half of the necklace yeah what's going on with that Jacoby guy that little doctor and then we get to Donna visiting James in jail uh, my, I'm not really gonna talk about it because my two notes are Donna and James oh. have a weird moment and then in parentheses common <laughs> it was hot though they kiss through the bars. And then they kiss through the bars. That is hot. Yeah. I hope Which I go. kind of like kisses his finger in like a weird yeah. hot way. Uh, I'm going to go to jail just so I can kiss someone through the bars. You could not go to jail and still kiss people through the bars. Yeah, but then I have to kiss criminals and I don't want to kiss no dirty criminal. Interesting. Well, who do you think would come in and kiss you? A dirty criminal. You? No. Um, I could pay someone? No. I could call someone? No. I don't know. This bit's much like a, how you feel about the scenes in this, this show, bit, as in it's this, gone too long. Well, this bit's just hurting my feelings. <laughs> I wouldn't kiss you. I'm sorry. I love you. That makes sense. I wouldn't kiss you either. I'd shake your hand through the bars. Not the same thing. I'd that shake your hand, though. Fun. And I'd look you dead in the eye, and I'd say, I respect you. Um, and then I'd go off to death row. Jesus, you committed a crime that bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, then, yeah, they have their own weird little moments, like always. Uh, then we go to Lucy and Andy. They got to look through Flesh World to find Teresa Banks in there. 
See if she was ever in a thing of flesh. Walking with your partner is a bonding experience sometimes. It is. I would recommend it. Andy says he's uncomfy. Lucy says... um, I watched Young Gravy's sex tape with a partner, and we both agreed that it was awful. Lucy was like, well, why do you have to feel uncomfortable? We're two adults. And then she opens up to the very first page, and then she's just like... (gasps) And she, like, gasps, which I thought was funny. Um, I love Lucy. I'm a professional. And then we're in the hospital. Jacoby only ate some of the his food. And then we see the hospital food, and it looks weird and gross. It looks awful. And they reference how awful it is multiple times, and that's the funniest part about the episode. Then Coop and Harry come in, and they ask about the necklace. Jacoby talks about it. Essentially, he just followed James and Donna the night when they buried the necklace, and then he found the necklace. And then he talks about how the half of the heart is representative of Laura because she's like two people and her heart was in half, whatever, whatever. And then Jacoby thinks Laura chose to die. Thoughts. Yeah, and then they say Laura Palmer didn't kill herself. And then he asks about Jock's death and Jacoby doesn't remember anything other than like the fire alarm going off and he didn't see who did it, but he remembers the smell of scorched engine oil. Thoughts. I don't know where that smell came from because it doesn't make sense that Leland would smell like scorched engine oil. Interesting. Then we get to Bobby. Mm-hmm. He's uh, visiting Shelly. Bopper goes to jail. He's visiting. This scene was also kind of. It made me feel things. Not hot, but romantic. He visits Shelly. He smells her hospital food and like recoils. Mm-hmm. Again, the hospital food is weird and gross. Yeah, that's a, they have a running thing in this. Tr- very romantic kiss. He gives her flowers. They're having just a great time. I don't really have much to say. They're just having a great time, role playing. And, you know, talking about how Leo's not going to hurt them anymore. They love each other. They say they love you to each other. I love you to each other. Yeah, and it's actually very cute. It made me a little... I love Bobby. I love love and Bobby. Love is love is love. Love is love is love is hate is love. Uh, Cooper, Albert, and Harry are walking through the hospital. This sounds like the start of a joke, but it isn't. Um, so you got a Cooper. You have a Cooper, an Albert, and a Harry walking in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Which, being a uh, you think one of them would duck. Yeah, you'd think one of them would duck. Ah! As always, they talk to Ed about Nadine. We get some Ed Nadine lore. Ed shot Nadine in the eye accidentally. That's why so, she's missing an eye. Which, you know, when we started the show, I was asking, why didn't she have an eye? What happened to her eye? And you said, it doesn't really get mentioned. You're well, a fucking liar. We have established this. I'm not going to tell you if anything's a spoiler or not. I'm not going to tell you anything that one doesn't even in the matter. Future. It's deep character moments. Because, as we find out, Ed and Norma used to date in high school. They were dating for four years. They were sweethearts. Then Norma suddenly ran off with Hank. Mm. Then... Broke Eddie's heart. Broke Eddie's heart. He closes his eyes. He opens his eyes. Nadine's right there. So then he just goes on a trip with Nadine, gets married on a whim. They come back, find out Norma didn't even sleep with Hank. Mm. He's still got a chance to be with Norma. So then he's like, well, shit, I'm married. So then he goes up to his father's cabin with Nadine to be like, I gotta hopefully... We'll start hating each other. Mm-hmm. So then we can get an annulment. Don't start but she doesn't hate him. And then, like, first day, they go hunting. They're hunting pheasants. Nadine's a crack shot. Crack shot. Ed's got a gun. He shoots it. Mm-hmm. Part of the buckshot yep. bounces off a rat, rock. Do you like to explain buckshot to the no. audience? Because you don't know? Maybe. That's what that smile means. I know what that smile means. Too bad. I don't really know. It's a... Like the type of gun, I believe, is a type of bullet used in shotguns. Okay, and so like it breaks off, like splinters, kind of. It can. It goes. It skips off a rock. Some of it comes back and hits Nadine in the eye. And he said, when he was driving Nadine to the hospital, she didn't cry. 
she didn't blame him. And that kind of explains why Ed, because I know it came up earlier in an episode of one of ours. Yeah. You asked why he would stay with Nadine. And I think that explains it. It's out of guilt, which is an awful way to form a relationship. Then what happens? James gets brought to the hospital and given over to Ed. They hug. Cute. Cube is walking around. He looks into a room. He sees the body bag hanging over a sink. And what that? It kind of looks like it's smiling. Oh, my God. That's one of our clues. And then, I guess technically not a clue, just a prediction. Just a prediction. Or, you know, future events. Um, I love the giant. He makes me very happy. He's great. Carl Strucker, great actor. Yeah. Is he the same guy that was in Big uh, Big Fish? No. That's Carl something. I haven't seen Big Fish, so I can't tell you. Oh, you should. It's I really want to see it. It's beautiful. I don't think it's on it. You and McGregor, right? Yeah. It's fantastic. And Tim Burton. Tim Burton, and directed. Tim Burton directed it, and Helena Bonham Carter is in it, and she's Oh, great. she's in every Tim Burton movie she like ever. Did you know she used to be married to Tim Burton? I did. They have two kids together. I wish. I wish I had two kids at the club. Anyway, the point is, uh, Austin's recommendation for the audience, watch watch uh, Big Fish. You have to do that again because I dropped the microphone. Okay. Austin's recommendation of the of the week for the audience, watch Big Fish and The Notebook. Nope, you just only get one. Watch Big Fish. And The Notebook. You said the recommendation. Your recommendation okay, of the week. two recommendations no. for the audience. No, nope, it's, nope, it's just Big Fish. All right, baby. Big Fish and Big Fish if big you're doing fish two. Big Fish and The Notebook. And Big Fish. And The Notebook. Book Fish. Ryan Gosling. Uh, he's not in Big Fish. I don't know what you're. T- neither of them are in Big Fish. I don't know what you're talking about. Um. Anyway, we cut to a, a Cooper walks away, and then a doctor walks into the frame because the scene quote unquote goes too long. But a doctor walks into the frame and says to a nurse behind a desk, "You got to talk to the kitchen about that food." And that was my favorite part of the. Episode. That's the third you're time the hospital food comes up, and then Pete is in the hospital, and he smells the hospital food. That makes it the fourth time the hospital food's come up. Mm-hmm. And he smells it, and he's like, oh, I'm Pete. There's a fish in the percolator. Oh, I'm Pete. I was in Eraserhead. Do you know who he played in Eraserhead? The main guy. Eraserhead himself, yeah. Phil Spencer, Eraserhead. I believe, is what his name was in that movie. <clears throat> yes. Uh, Norma's going to bring Shelly Pie. Yeah, and she's got cake. <laughs> didn't think we'd admit that on radio but we did uh she walks by and she sees ed sitting with nadine cute sad depressing let oh, me get to bobby bobby walks into the i said the roadhouse i meant the double r he walks into the double r he, he orders a food and his dad's there and this is genuinely maybe my favorite scene in the whole series as a whole really care about it you don't get it you just, you don't get it. My he, daddy issues are different. Major Briggs is sitting there and he's like, Bobby, sit with me, son. And they sit and they have a talk about Major Briggs' vision he had the night before. And he's like, I'll be proud of you. And I have faith in you. And they shake hands. Dana Ashbrook's doing some great acting by just crying as Bobby. Yep. It's fantastic. Great monologue. Real tears. Real tears. Um, and then... Bopper sees Hank in the double R and realizes Hank's the guy who shot Leo. Yeah. And there's a little flashback moment, which I liked the transitions. And Bopper's a little freaked out about it. Then we cut to Coop. I have to give some credit where credit's due. The cinematography in this episode and this show is gorgeous. Yeah, that guy, I forget who his name is. I wrote it down at one point. Vamp. Uh, also, real quick, that's the most professional thing I've ever said on this show. 
It was very professional. I'm very proud of myself. Anyway, went on a date to see Looney Tunes in the eighth grade. Kissed a girl's eyebrow. Best kiss I've ever had. Um, we haven't talked in three years. She was cool though. Legend. Um, also, yeah, my daddy issues. They're intense, but they're different than Bobby's daddy issues. Back to no Frank Byers, I believe, is the DOP. I might be wrong about that. It could also be Ron Garcia. I don't know. I'd have to double check. It might not be the same guy as it usually is. I don't know. I'm busted. Bring it up with my uh, manager. Austin's getting up because he's letting his cat, because his cat's meowing. Austin's walking away. I'm waving at Austin's roommate. Just flipped me off. They're making tacos, guys. Not for me, apparently. I'm being asked why I'm shirtless. I'm not going to answer that question. I don't have to legally answer that question. Uh, Austin has just gave his roommate some sort of towel, I presume. Austin just took me, told me to take my clothes off. My clothes are already off. Get naked. Get naked. Austin's taking his shirt off. Um, <coughs> this is what peak healthy masculinity looks like. Yeah. And you don't have to like it, but you have to accept it. You have to accept it. And then, anyway. <laughs> Holy shit, where are we? Anyway, we're in the police station. Coop's essentially, Coop and Albert are essentially just going over the whole case as it stands right now. I'm not going to sum it all up because we already know what it's all like. We know about the Teresa Banks thing. And then they're like, they agree that there was a third man the night that Laura was killed. There has to have been a third man. And it was Bob. Do you want to play with Bob? And then the blood on the note that said Firewalk With Me was not Ronnie's blood or Leo's blood or Laura's blood or Jacques' blood. Which must mean it's the third man's blood. It's AB negative, a very rare blood type. <gasps> yep. And he's, and he's crying because he's sad. I would be too. I was devastated. Albert makes some sort of snide remark about it being called a three hanky crime. Three hanky crime. Uh, and Andy gets, real Andy gets mad. mad. Which I don't think, I don't know, have we seen him mad before? Nope. Yeah, he gets real mad. He goes, I don't like how you're being smart with Harry and all the others. And, and then I don't he, like you. He walks outside, he slams the door. Um, and then we cut to uh, Peter, Pete, not Peter, Jesus. Harry getting Harry dropping Pete off at home. He asks where Josie is. Pete's like, perhaps this letter will tell us. He opens the letter from Josie. She's in Seattle for some reason. We don't know why, but we don't miss her. I don't know. I thought you liked her. I did until the last couple episodes. Interesting. Her and Catherine switched. I see. Uh, and then apparently she goes to Seattle about once every three months, usually comes back with a lot of shopping. Yes. Cause she's a, she's got a secret vice, uh, even though she also smokes. Well, that wasn't like a vice at that point. Right. It was the nineties. Mm. Not even true. Barely the nineties. Cause it was 1990. Uh, then, 1990, September. Oh. uh, and then in the, I mean, in the canon of the show, it's like February, 1989. Oh, uh, okay. Still. Right. Um, anyway, uh, Harry, Harry's like, I know it feels like such a false show, but it's technically no not. Snow. I don't know what to tell you. That's fucked up. Where does it live again? Isn't it in Oregon or Washington? Twin Peaks, Washington, yeah. Yeah, there should be snow. Well, bring it up with HR. I will. I'm going to call David Lynch myself. Okay. Davey? Where the fuck was the snow? Where was the snow, Davey? Bring me the snow. Bring me the snow. There we go. Um, where am I? 
Uh, Harry's like, Catherine has not been found. I'm sorry, Pete. They have a cute moment remembering Catherine. Mm-hmm. Pete's crying because his wife is dead, probably. Is she? I love her. She better not be. I'll lose it. And then a random-ass man calls. Yeah. A random Asian man calls. Uh, and he asks for Joseph. I know that sounds racist that I po- bring up his... It's relevant. But it is relevant. She asks. He asks about Josie, and Harry's like, oh, she's not here. Can I take a message? And then the guy just hangs up instead. And then he calls a different number so and I says, to... collect call to Hong Kong. Right, which I assume is where Josie went. Not... Do you know where Hong Kong is? It's, yeah, it's in China, but not really. There we go. There's a geopolitical issue there. You're smart. Thank you. He keeps up with things, guys. He keeps it tight. Well, I keep up with Hong Kong because it's where most of uh, Star Wars toys are made. And that's true. I had a fascination. Uh, real quick, I had a fascination with Hong Kong as a kid because my dad, I, I'm autistic and I used to have meltdowns. And whenever I would go a full week without losing my mind and having a little baby fit, my dad would give me one of his old Star Wars action figures from the 80s. And so I learned the words Hong Kong. And then I went, I want to go to Hong Kong. And it, it's uh, been an obsession of mine. And now that I know about the geopolitical issues, I want to go to Hong Kong a little less. Interesting. Anyway, we find out that guy's actually at the Great Northern because the camera pans mm-hmm. and Jerry and uh, Ben walk out the Horn Brothers, the Brothers yeah. Horn. The brothers and they're walking, they're talking, and then they're talking about some weird food that Jerry had. And then Ben's like, have you seen Audrey around? And Jerry's like, nope. And then that's it. And then they go talk to Hank. Mm-hmm. And you know they're scheming. The boys are scheming. <clears throat> We're scheming. They've essentially won. They have won, but they're still scheming. And then we cut to Audrey. She's in Blackie's office. She's like, "I didn't have sex she's with the owner because he's not my type." And then Blackie's like, "I don't care. Fuck who I tell you to fuck because I'm your boss now." Yeah, essentially, that's your pimp who loves heroin. And also, if you have to fuck your dad, you have to fuck your dad because I own you now. And then we're at Donna's house. Donna. She wants to take over. Laura's meals on wheels route because obviously she wants to investigate mm-hmm. and then she gets the route and that's all we're at with that right now. Then we get to the Hayward Supper Club. Yeah. Which was super weird to watch. Very odd. Gersten's there. Gersten. You remember Gersten? No. Good. Cause this is the first episode she shows up in. Imagine if I had lied and said yes. I've done that. I would have been before. confused. I've done that. On She's a, uh, I think one time you asked me if I remembered who uh, Shelly was, and I was like, yeah, of course. I had no idea who oh, we were talking now about. Now you remember who Shelly is. Now I know who Madgen is. Um, Gersten is the youngest sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't know. So there's Donna. an awful voice. There's Donna. Awful voice. I dropped my notes. There's Donna, then Harriet. Yeah. Then Gersten. Two, two acceptable names. I'll be a, I don't like heroin. Harriet. Harriet is you don't like heroin? Love heroin. No, I don't. Uh, Harriet's fine. Donna's great. What's the other one? Gersten. That's an awful name. She's going to be cursed for life, and she's a ginger. Ger- which doesn't make sense, I don't think. I don't think the rest of the... None of any them, of them have red hair. But also, that means that she's going to be real popular as an adult, but ostracized as a child. Gersten starts playing on the piano as Harriet reads a poem about Laura. Some interesting stuff. She could- describes Laura as having the glow of life. Uh, she describes the woods as their sadness, and a, repet- a repetitive line is, it was Laura. Think on that. It was Laura. Um, and then Leland, they talk about Leland's hair. He makes, he just says it changed overnight, yeah. and then he feels like his life has turned a corner. That There's a weight off his heart. Um, and then he says, I feel like singing. 
And then he does. And then he passes He out. starts singing a song called Get Happy, I believe is what it's called. Get Happy. Maybe, I don't know. And then he st- starts singing about the Revelation Day or whatever. And then he passes out. Uh, Doc Hayward's like, you know, Donna, get my bag. Um, Donna, get that bag. Leland Sigma with, grinds. Uh, Leland with white hair kind of looks like he would be leading a group of children and drinking Kool-Aid. You know, if there was a Twin Peaks Lego set, yeah, which I wish there was, but there isn't. If there was a Twin Peaks Lego set, Leland's hair would be the hair piece that the Joker has. He's thinking about it. He's trying to remember. You know I'm right. You're right, but I hate it. It's the hair piece that only the Joker has unless it's a special set. I believe the only three people who have the hair... In my memory, I, I may be wrong. That you were such a Lego fanatic, because I am. My too. my brother's a huge Lego fan, and I just oh I I, hang with your I like Lego not a lot, but like I'm I enjoy Lego. It, I mean, it's fun. I'm a huge right. I uh, I believe it's Joker's hairpiece most of the time. Uh, the only two people I know who have it is I believe in the special Back to the Future set. Doc Brown has the same yeah. hair, and then Vankman from the Ghostbusters also has that hair. I believe it's Vankman. It's one now, of the four Ghostbusters. The I believe be... Vankman. Would the hair be white or would it be brown? Depends which kind of Leland you're getting. That's for true. Some reason, get for some reason, when I think of Leland without the white hair, I don't imagine him as having that hair piece if he were a Lego set. Okay. But if he were a Lego set after getting the white hair, then yeah, it would the be white. the... Yeah. It just makes more sense, I guess. I don't know. Can you imagine... I guess it's after Leland goes Joker mode, as in kills a man a as bopper, well. So. A bopper Lego figure would go oh! hard. And a Truman one would go hard, but a Cooper one would just be boring. Which is odd. Yeah, because Cooper is the best character in the show. Like, hands down. I love Ed. Love uh, Jenny. That's not a character of the show. Moving on. I love them. Who the fuck is Jenny? <laughs> I made her up. <laughs> the other, other, other Hayward kid. Because <laughs> there's the Hayward child, Donna. Yeah. Then the other Hayward <laughs> child, Harriet. Then the other, other Hayward child, Gersten. And then the other, 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 other Hayward child, Jenny. Yeah. I but got her number. Cooper. Jenny, I want to make you mine. <laughs> Jenny, I got your number. 8675309. Are you okay? Yeah. Anyway, justice for Jenny. Justice for Jenny. Where's her Lego set? Jenny Hayward of Twin Peaks. My favorite my favorite Twin Peaks character, Jenny. Um, were you going to say Jerry, perhaps? Jerry Horn? No. He just wanted to say Jenny. He didn't just you? wanted to say Jenny. Um, I only know one Jenny. Who? She's a. I work with her. Do you have her number? No. Do you want to make her yours? Not at all. Do you have her number? Well, she's twenty-seven, so I don't want to make her mine, and I don't have her number. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Did you know there's some states where you could call your state's equivalent of the number eight six seven five three zero nine, and it would just plays that song on repeat? I did not. Isn't that cool? Can I call it? No. I'm not letting you. Uh, we went down a rabbit hole there. I don't even know how. Doc Hayward's like, get my bag. Donna gets the bag. He uses smelling salts to wake Leland up. And Leland's like, I'm just so happy. And then we cut over to Cooper. He's going to bed like a good little fella. Going to bed at 11.55 p.m. A time of bed, a time of night I have not gone to bed to in a very long time. I have not gone to bed that early and possibly months. I think the earliest... No, I went to bed at 5 p.m. last Friday. <laughs> Good job. Dream of Jenny at all? What? Did you dream of Jenny? No. Jenny Hayward? Jenny Hayward. Of Twin Peaks? Yeah. I Your see favorite Twin Peaks character? I go to sleep, I see Jenny's face. She haunts me. Frankly, I just wish she'd leave me alone. Um, Cooper's talking to Diane. He 
He's talking about how he got so goofy because he was sleep deprived. Ain't that all of us? Then we cut to Audrey. She's praying to Cooper in One-Eyed Jacks because she's stuck in One-Eyed Jacks right now. I'm not sure if you understood that, but she's stuck there. She's not allowed to leave ever? Yeah, because she works there now. Right. Oh, God. So she's dad not notice she's gone? It's been two days now, right? Well, like one day. Okay. And he does notice. Like, he's like, did anybody see Audrey today? But, you know, sometimes it doesn't register. Right. I figure Audrey's the type of girl to disappear for a while every once in a while anyway because she's wacky. She's a runner. Yeah. And, I mean, Johnny, like, I think that whole family's runners. Mm -hmm. So if you remember Audrey's older brother, Johnny. You think Johnny runs? He probably ran at one point. I feel like he died pretty soon if he ran. Yeah. Probably. That's pretty quick. Um, and then Audrey's praying for Cooper to show up and find her, and she's like, "Don't you remember my note?" And then we cut to, "Ooh, somebody got an email." We cut to uh, Cooper's room, and we see the notes under the bed because he dropped it there after getting shot three times. Yeah. So he hasn't read it because he hasn't had the chance to. And then the giant shows up in Coop's room again. He wakes up Cooper, and he tells him one more thing: don't for search, don't search for all the clues at once. You know, you can only lay out a path by placing one stone at a time, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And then he says, one person has seen the third man. Three people have seen the man, but not his body. But one person's seen the man and is ready to talk about it. And then he's also like, you forgot something. What do you think you forgot? Everything. The note. The note. Right, because he hasn't read it yet. Yeah. Um, who do you think one person is? Harry. Well, because there's three people who have seen the man, but not the body. But not the body. There's the mom. Yep. Run it. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Leo. When did Leo see Bobby? Or Bob? Well, he was at his cabin. Mm. Uh. Anyway, then the giant disappears again in a flash of light with an orb. Then we cut to the hospital. Ronette wakes up and has flashbacks to Bob killing Laura. Oh, my God. It was terrifying. That's the end of the episode. So, Bob is the killer. We've confirmed that. No. Okay. I'm going to go with Bob's the killer. That's my new prediction. Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Thoughts on the episode? I know you hated it, but... Okay. In retrospect, hated watching it, liked it. Interesting. Highlight. Yeah. Highlight. Highlight, definitely the, the joke about the hospital food. Or the kiss between Bobby and... Shelly. Shelly, thank you. Not Jenny. Not Jenny. I was going to say Jenny. That's why I, I had to pause for a second. It was very romantic. Low light of the episode. And you're not allowed to say the rest of the episode. Mm, okay. I didn't yeah. think you were going to say it, but I thought you might as a joke. Okay, actually, I do have it. It's the scene where Leland passes out. Interesting. Okay. I hated it. Yep, all right. Um, I have questions for you. Okay. Lots of questions. We covered some of them. Uh. You know, but like what this Whatever. clue could mean, what this clue could mean. What? Do I ever answer your questions during the podcast because I don't know how to shut up? Not really. Okay. Well, there we go. Um, you did this time around, but that's because I was fine with talking about them mm. within the context of as when it popped up. You know, I felt like that would flow better. Um, my question for you. Yes. Is what's the deal with the hospital food? Uh, it's probably gross. Maybe poison. Definitely sludge. And then what do you think will happen next episode, episode nine, uh, which is the second episode of season two, episode nine, also known as Coma. We're going to find out that Cooper microdoses shrooms 
and that's how he gets the psychic visions. And also that Ronette is going to tell everyone everything. She's awake now, right? Presumably, yeah. I assume she's awake. So it's called coma because she comes out of a coma. Hopefully Leo dies because he's a bastard and I hate him. Uh, and she's going to tell everyone what she remembers, but I don't think she'll remember much. Interesting. And that's our time. Thank you all so much. 113 minutes. An hour and 13 minutes. Oh, yeah. Which is 73 minutes. 73 minutes. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Peaked. We'll be back the next week with more Peak. No, uh, no. Why not? Aren't we missing an episode? Well, this is after the break. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, we're recording this before the break, but it's going to come out after the break. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. I think we don't do any Riverdale in January. Then we bring it back February. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, thank you all so much for listening. You can find us at Twin Peaks Pod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, even though I don't do anything with it. Hey, buddy. Looking good down there. Looking good down there, audience. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I love Billy Joel. Mares, he dotes and does, he dotes and little lambs, he dives. Talking normally, testing the microphone, testing the microphone, testing the microphone, testing talk. Testing the microphone. What up, baby? How's it going? We're gonna turn it up a little, gonna turn it up a little, gonna turn, turn it up, up the a mic. little, gonna turn, turn it up, up the little. mic, turn it up the mic, turtleneck and chains. You're a rich girl and gone too far. Talk, 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 talk.